Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest at this time, the award-winning Sunny Siwe Changan. Hi, Sunny. How are you doing? Liz Pei, I'm good. Welcome to the Mortiers podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am completely amazed by your journey and your rise. Um, I mean, you are literally the number four ranked brand manager in South Africa. In fact, it's the Middle East in Africa because the Luris are international. Um, and you've gotten there by the amazing high impact work that you've been delivering both in creativity and in intervention on the No Excuse platform from Carling Black Label. Um, this is also taking you to Cannes. Um, you're a globally recognized marketer. Talk to me about that journey. What does that feel like? Have you internalized that? It's actually quite wild to hear you say that to me because <laughs> as I'm listening, I'm like, yes, I was there. I went on the journey. <laughs> definitely still in the process of internalizing it and definitely using it to also make me a better marketer. And in terms of my journey on the work that I've done on No Excuse and the brand, I just firstly want to touch on what we mean when we say the term no excuse because that does get misconstrued. All we're saying here is that there is no excuse for men to abuse women and most importantly and my favorite call out, there's no excuse for others to stand by and do nothing when others abuse. Because what we find is everybody knows a victim, but nobody knows a perpetrator. And up until good men speak up, that will assist us in ending the scourge that we're currently facing. And then in terms of my journey, I've had an amazing opportunity to work with great organizations, with women who have been through it all, who are willing to share their stories with us. And as a marketer, of course, we're able to use and put a spotlight on such issues using creativity, which lands the message for us just so impactfully. I think that's really powerful to know, to redeem creativity and use it for a higher order purpose. And I mean, even this t-shirt um, is a shout out to this work and how it's been globally recognized, having no excuse in different languages. And so you obviously have been a calling girl, or as they call it, hashtag calling darling. Calling darling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and calling is obviously Africa's most award brand, the biggest brand on the continent, um, multiple award-winning, incredible liquid. Um, tell us about this brand world that Carling is actually about and how then No Excuse fits into that brand world. I will firstly start on the liquid, like I just said, Africa's biggest beer, yes. the most awarded in Africa, and we've won over 50 awards for the yes. quality taste of our liquid. There's literally no better beer, no better beer any amount of money can buy. And then in terms of the brand world, what I love about Carling is how clear it is in its positioning as a brand and what it stands for. And when we talk about brand world, we're clear on the fact that we refer to our consumers and we inspire all our consumers to be champions. Mm -hmm. As we say, champions deserve champion beer. And what we mean when we say someone's a champion as someone who wakes up every day, works hard for their family and deserves that reward at the end of the day. And as Calling Black Label, we know it's not easy being a champion. And that is the affirming voice that we provide to people to be like, there is gold inside each and every single person. And most importantly, there's a champion in every single person. But you have to do the work to find that champion within you, that champion inside of you. And as a brand world summarized, that's what Carling stands for. I think there's something powerful about affirming the best 
in men, the best of us, um, that I think a lot of people, maybe beyond enjoying calling, may not even appreciate. I love the way you've given champions a voice. I mean, things like the Carling Cup, where their voice literally has changed history, uh, or made history, actually, where they've been able to influence selections in football games and substitution. And I mean, even now, we're with the Carling Cup. Um, recently, we saw sundowns in a traditionally Soweto derby kind of a space um, take the new Carling Cup. So I really am a big fan um, of Carling Black Label. But talk to me about Sunny's journey. You know, you're from East London um, and you've gone from East London to number four brand <laughs> manager in the country. What are the defining moments that you feel have been the most formative, the most transformational that have built you as the Sunny that we see today? What a journey it's been, eh? So, like you said, Eastern Cape, born and bred, Tasa representing, Queen. yes. And um, I spent our formative years in Tata. My family then relocated to East London, where I did most of my primary school up until high school. And obviously, on that journey up until getting to here, there has been certain moments that have either been really difficult or been really, really good that have contributed to the person that I am. And if I summarize it, there'll be three key parts in my life that I look at that have gotten me to where I am today. The very, very first one, which is actually quite interesting. Looking back at high school, I was a late bloomer. And um, with me being a late bloomer, really came into myself probably around grade nine. And that's an important part of your life because that's when you're choosing your subjects right. and everything. And then if we fast forward now to me in grade 11... Luckily, I have a very smart older brother who's always been an inspiration. I got the great opportunity because my family tradition is if someone's going to varsity, we pack the car, we're all going to drop the person off. All of us are going, right? <laughs> so um, I then got to join on the trip to take my brother to university. And obviously going on the trip, I'm like, oh, we're dropping my brother off. It's fine. Didn't think much of it. And then as we were there and as I arrived and got to see this whole other world, I'd never really seen a university before. Been to Joburg for like family vacations and stuff, but I'd never seen an actual institution. It was like a light bulb moment for me to be like, you know what, when you work hard in school, you get to get accepted into institutions like this, which open doors Mm. on your side that you could never imagine them being open for you. And I mean, just with my upbringing in general, my parents were very, very, very strict on education. They're both university graduates and it was always the trajectory to go to varsity. So leaving that trip and going back to East London, starting my grade 11 year, which is the marks you apply with, it was a very clear mission that I'm trying to get into one of the best institutions in the country. And a focused queen was born. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did, you know. And that got me now into, like, being an adult. That was my first mm. time living on my own. I'm so far away from home, you know. Just that adjustment was very difficult. I'm the only girl at home, so my parents were extremely strict. So getting to be on my own was also just a different experience. And if I fast forward once again from there to like three years later, I'm now in my third year, I found my groove, you know. I'm like, okay, almost there. I'm gonna get this degree. And with that said, unfortunately and very tragically, and it was also very unexpected, we did lose my dad, which just felt like our world just went upside down, right? Because one moment you have the leader of your family and the next you don't. So for me, that was a crossroads because it was a decision of, do I let this grief consume me or do I take this and use it as inspiration? Because I know there's nothing my dad would have wanted more. 
and having me finish my degree, you know. And, you know, we sat down as a family and it was like, I packed my bags, went back to school and used it as a source of inspiration. And I mean, I didn't know at the time, I'm a lot older now, but when things happen to you in life, good or bad, you can't control that. Right. What you can control is how you react mm -hmm. to those things. And looking back, the reaction to it turned a very somber situation into a very positive one, which also built my character a lot. And then thirdly, if I fast forward a little bit from there now, obviously, late university, what are you going to do from here? You've got this piece of paper, what now? And I mean, once again, when I have my eye on something, it's tunnel vision. A focused queen. Yes, <laughs> to achieve it, right? And at this point with that tunnel vision, I was like, you know, I was at one of the best institutions in the country. I want to work for the best. And we got access to a whole lot of corporates coming to speak speak to us and then South African breweries came to speak Ooh. to us and I was just like that is the kind of company that I want to work for and the beauty of the journey looking at how I perceive the company from outside and the journey that I've had inside the company absolutely amazing there's no way else I'd rather be. I think your journey is so powerful in that it comes from community um, it comes through the vicissitudes of life that are transformational and formative. And yet there's something that I believe there is a higher order purpose in honoring the memory of your father and being able to not only achieve what you've achieved, but also work, do work that matters, do work that moves people and our country forward and, and does something for men. And I think that is just so powerful. And so how have you found working at SAB? Oh, working at SAB has <laughs> been a complete dream. Obviously, very challenging. At the end of the day, we are the best at what we do. So Thanks. it requires a lot from you, but it also gives a lot back. So if I look back at my journey, I started a company 2018. That was like four months fresh out of varsity. I started part of the company in sales. I was in trade marketing. Love that for the inland region. And I was there for about three years. And in those three years, there was a lot to learn because I also came in at a regional office perspective. I needed to learn on the ground, the sales, the heart of the company. And that's what I got to do, which I feel was such a great um, foundation coming mm. into marketing. Because then, um, once again, I was laser focused on marketing. <laughs> once I got to learn the company, it was a decision of, okay, where to from here? You know, mm -hmm. you've added value here. Where do you want to go from here? So from there, I got an amazing opportunity to be seconded to the marketing floor, which was great exposure. And it also like clarified and cemented for me mm. that I do 100% want to be in this department. And then unfortunately it was COVID. So went back to my old job. <laughs> there was no vacancies. But shortly after that, I got to join um, the department as the assistant brand manager. And that role was a great adjustment because it's what I had been doing at a regional level, but mm -hmm. now I had the influence of all the things I felt could be done better to do it on a national level. Fantastic. And then that led me to Calling Black Label and not just working on Calling Black Label, but also getting to work on No Excuse and doing really meaningful work that changes people's lives. And talk to me about what it's like to be a woman who's working on a brand that speaks to men um, and actually on no excuses, speaking to the worst of men. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I'll say, working on a masculine brand, I only have brothers, so I've been around males. My you whole were ready. Life. Yes, so I was <laughs> very, very ready. But when we look at the brand and specifically talking about no excuse, the movement, 
one thing that differentiates No Excuse from other gender-based violence movements is the fact that it's quite dimensional. It's not just one-dimensional. We're not just talking to victims of abuse. Mm -hmm. We definitely work with victims. We counsel victims. We've partnered with Lifeline. Lifeline was amazing. That WhatsApp line during the pandemic, absolutely incredible work. Still running till today's Fantastic. People are still getting help, and that's something we want to keep going. Yeah straight into the future. So working with Lifeline, working with victims, but the big thing about Black Label, we're a big brand and we want to make a big impact. Mm. The question was, how do we end gender-based violence? What is the root cause of this problem? And you can't um, have such a movement to not have impact. And the decision for the brand was, why do men abuse? We need to get to the bottom of why men abuse. And when men abuse, is there a place they can go to to reform and get help and most importantly, become a better man? Find the golden side. Find the champion within. And that's the beauty of the work that we do. It's very preventative, very focused on men and very focused on rehabilitating men. Because at the end of the day, the stats are there. We're a fatherless nation and unfortunately men in our country don't have examples on how to be good men because they didn't have that example. So they end up unfortunately turning into what they saw. So what I love about the movement is it gives people a second chance to be better and most importantly, creating role models for the generation to come. I think what's really powerful is how our two brands work in, in unison, how you're speaking to men um, through No Excuse and how from an SAB corporate perspective and our partnership with the Department of Social Development, we're rolling out gender-based violence centers in the country. It's a really great two-pronged approach and I think what's powerful is um, the impact that that can have um, in in the communities that we find ourselves in. So now you're in an interesting career transition at SAB yet again Um, after being at the top of your game on Carling, your darling Carling, um, you are now going to an incredible uh, brand Brutal Fruit. You've gone from speaking to men and calling out the golden side to telling women that no matter where they come from, no matter where they are, they are encouraged to occupy this space and recognize that they belong. Talk to me about how you have transitioned into the role as the new brand manager for Brutal Fruit. So first things first, um, I've always been very intentional and vocal about the fact that I want to work for Brutal Fruit, simply because as a brand, they have always represented me as a consumer outside of the company. And that's the first reason as to why I I resonate with the brand. And when I look at the position, which you um, told us about in the You Belong positioning. As women and as people in general, imposter syndrome is a real thing mm-hmm. where you find reasons in your own head as to why you don't belong in certain rooms, why you're not good enough. And when you look at the foundation that's been laid with the You Belong positioning, the brand is saying, come as you are. You don't need to change anything about ourselves. You belong in our world and every single woman out there is a brutal fruit girl. And the job that the brand has to do right now is they've created this beautiful world, right? Giving women access to luxury, to being soft, where you don't have these pressures of you have to be strong, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. You know, just giving yourself that moment to be able to, you know, simple pleasures in life, right? And the big thing now is making sure that every single woman in South Africa understands that in this world, they have a space as they are. They belong in that room. And like Uzo Zbini Tunzi said, that as women, we need to take 
up space and we need to cement ourselves because we are very powerful beings. So the big job that has to be done now is just bringing that positioning through to consumers. When people look at Brutal Fruit, when they look at a Brutal Fruit woman, they see themselves Mm. in that woman. Love that. Incredible journey, incredible work, outstanding impact, and you're still really, really young. Um, and so I do want to propose a toast to you. Yes. Let me be a champion. Thank you. <laughs> Chivalry is not dead. <laughs> I want to raise a toast to you, um, to a journey that has been transformative, um, to a journey that has led to multiple evolutions, um, to a journey that is only just beginning. Mm. Um, I believe your future is bright, and I do believe that you will have a future with many more cheers. And to that, we'll toast to that. Cheers. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me.